first year or two going on my own, I was undercharging, um, which was devaluing my efforts, my passion, my knowledge, my skill. But when you, uh, do you, would you say you have to start kind of like that a little bit because you're un, you're untested and un, unproven at that stage? Potentially, but I think I was still undercharging even though I was proven. Um, and even now, even now, my coaching price locally, you could argue, is top top end. You know, if you look at like a PT hourly rate, right? If Northwest Northwest base can be, say, average 30, 40 quid an hour, maybe 50 in some places. You go down south, mate, they're 100 quid an hour. Yeah. So how as an online coach do you position, position yourself on that? Again, a PT is, is as you're aware, with the client for that one hour. An online coach is giving them the tools to go in the gym for the hour, but giving them all that support in the 23 hours outside, working on the sleep, working on the recovery, working on the nutrition, working on the behaviours. So even if you said, okay, if you're, if you're paying £50 an hour for the PT, that's £200 a month if you're having one, one a month. But we yield far better results as online coaches than we would in person. So should I not be more? And the way I try and price point it now is for, for value for what I can, can do. But when you relate it to reality of life, I believe that I'm still undervalued because, and I'll have, say if I was having a consult call with you and I told you the price and you went, mm, maybe a bit too much. Where is that perceived value coming from? Because if we look at today's society, which is cost of living, right? People will happily spend their cash on a Domino's a week and potentially a Starbucks every day. Would you agree that that's 50, 60 quid a week? Yeah, easy for some. So if I say to someone, I'm circa £60 a week to work with me, and the level that we get, the we I basically speak to my my 60 clients most days, every day they get my time with a full check-in, with support calls, with that, you know, if you're having a call with a nutritionist, you're £200, £300 for half an hour call, you know. They've got me all month and with, with all the extra stuff. So I go, if you... You, your perceived value of that cash exchange for a Domino's and a Costa is 60 quid. But I'm too expensive. For what a Domino's and a Costa does to you is gives you a short-term taste satisfaction and then a big shit. <laughs> what I do is I change your fucking life. So I'm actually 10 times the Costa. So I should be six ton a week, but I'm not, right? And when you put it into reality... I believe that for what most businesses provide people as a as a self-employed business, the time, the effort, the passion, we are undervalued to what people are conditioned to spend on the normal things that they spend on, which is food and drink. Um, and, and, and that's that's a big, big issue. I agree initially from starting off, you kind of go, okay, let's create that authority and prove myself. But even when you work upwards, when you perceive what people spend on shit, to what you provide to them, be it a next level life-changing service or a quality clothing brand that stands for something, we should be more, but we 
yeah. society doesn't allow us to to, to push that. Yeah, I, 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 my mum won't listen to this, but my mum done it recently actually that her PT has moved from a five minute drive to a half an hour minute drive, and she was like, "I don't think I'm going to go because it's too far." And I was like, "You put in." You're saying a half an hour drive is is too much to invest in yourself for your own health at a more like at, at an older age. Do you know what I mean? She was willing to not do anything because it was twenty five minute more drive, two three times a week or something like that. And I was saying the same thing. Like, how much do you value like your your health in your in your older years compared to it's a twenty five minute drive? I believe it's perceived effort. So. If if I if I and I've done this video when I when I was first started, if I said to you, swallow this USB stick, right, and you will wake up in the morning in the shape that you want, but it's ten grand. I guarantee I would sell ten of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People will get a loan or a credit card, right? I'm sixty pound a week. I'm going to give you my skill, my passion, my effort. I'll help you overcome every problem, educate you, but it requires your effort. Nah, too expensive. So you've just proven, and I've had this conversation with people. People have said, I'm too expensive, but then spent six grand on a um, a gastric bypass. Yeah. So it wasn't a cost. It was your perceived for you being a lazy twat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, it's, and people don't like that, but I stand by my business being very, very real. And I think I'm people know JK Physique for being that, so I stay on brand, and the truth hurts, right? But again, in line with like businesses and things, these are all the problems I face with getting clients on board within the fitness industry because it takes effort and. I've just let's see. I'll read. I'll read this comment now. A client's just messaged me back. So one of my clients is currently struggling. Okay, she, older lady, over the age of sixty, um, does well for herself, but loves loves wine, but the wine controls her. So it can't be a glass. It's a couple of bottles, and this is where yeah. the weight become an issue. So on the check-in feedback, I go into like J.K. therapist agony and. You know, all, all these sort of hats. And she's lit and the, the one I said to her was, I need to ask you a question, Carol. What do you love more? The Christmas food and drinks or the person that you want to become? And she's come back and basically said, like, I like I love this approach, like, and then quoted it. It's really given me perspective. Because it's so easy for me to say, Don't have the wine and get fit. But I've got to get people to to relate to that. Like you're telling me you want this result but you're having wine, which is stopping it. You tell me then, who do you want? What do you want more? The taste or who you want to be? Yeah, yeah. You know the answer. Okay, so now we put it in. So there's there's, there's so much to um, a developing business. I think as a, as a business owner, not only are you developing the brand, the, the marketing and getting people known, but your brand has to be known for, I think, your founder, director, CEO, beliefs um, and ethos into what you're doing which goes into the brand yeah because I, I remember you saying the exact same stuff years ago like it, it's not as if you've just come across this and now you start to sprout it I, I remember for years that this is the type of stuff that you've been saying 
on on your videos and on Instagram yeah. for years. Yeah, um, be, be you, be you. You know, so yeah. your your passion now is strongman. Your passion now is is strength training. You develop that uh, passion, that mindset, that personality, and what that personality means into then a clothing brand, right? Yeah. So it's like what people say, like, well, what's JK physique? JK physique. Yes, it's like this initial cringy saying, JK physique, baby, after every every video and, and thing. But it stands for something. It stands for overcoming the hurdles. It stands for not following the norm of society and falling for that trap. So when you develop a business or a brand, it's important that everything that you stand for and believe is that mission statement, is that ethos, is that development, rather yeah. than doing what this is because – the other coaches say it's good. It's something I'm going through a lot, a lot more now with this brand about basically developing and, and creating a brand and creating an image and what does the brand stand for. I'm doing it a lot more with this clothing than I did with the gym, whether that is just obviously inexperience of running a business, but I put a hell of a lot more work into developing a brand and a structure with the clothing than a than I did the gym and I noticed the difference but when when you first started did you go straight online was that you straight into it or was you just sort of local one-to-one coaching no, and then online. it was like oh I can branch out yeah online first it was just I don't know why it was just because I was online coaching before I had a PT call right you don't need you don't there's no the dangerous thing for online coaching is there's no regulation yeah for for a PT to work in a corporate gym, they'll want you to be qualified. But you can still get public liability without a qualification. For I just don't agree with the PT qualification. They're just given out. Yeah. Um, so I was online, but when I say online, it was like WhatsApp. So it was a Word document for the training. It was then the, the meal plan sent on WhatsApp. They were checking on WhatsApp. The development now is you know, a, a, a branded app. Uh, I have systems to manage all clients that when they check in, they're in a traffic light system. So depending on like, uh, everything's like automated at this point. So if they are, if their week's been um, an eight, nine, 10, that will automatically put them in the green column for that check-in week. If they're one to four, they're red. So every week, depending on the first question and they answer, I know what, what whether they've had a good or bad week. So the development of then the business to manage the clients has like gone, gone tenfold. Um, so it was always online. I did a bit of in-person, <coughs> excuse me, during lockdown. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, it was a no-brainer. You know, people couldn't get in gyms. I had this this state-of-the-art kit that I just converted. It's like, why, why not? But again, me being very real, I can't just sit there going, yeah, this is great. I'm PTing people and they're going, well, how do I lose this? And I'm like, diet. And I, because I was so real to the result and the reality of what a real result is, I, I didn't, I wasn't getting a satisfaction from the in-person PT because I'm like, I can beast you all day in here, but if your goal is fat loss and it's not strength training, mm. 
then this is okay we might change a little bit physically you might grow some new tissue but is your gold tissue or fat loss predominant fat loss then it has to be diet well can you give me a diet plan not for 25 pound a fucking hour on top of this no like that's my forte that means that if you want a real nutritional plan that's bespoke to you and our culture around where your hunger levels are and I, th I think we did the same with you, right? We were looking at, well, where are you hungry? Where are you not? How do we pu push performance? It becomes individual to that person around the daily activities and the plan and training. It, it, what's the result? I mean, I, I would openly say to people, like, let, let's look at the industry as well. And obviously I know I'm going on here, but little things like getting your teeth done or women getting the boobs done or little things like that. They now have systems where they can take a picture of you take a future picture of what it would look like with the next thing that sells. If I had this and this could be a business opportunity. If anyone listens and one, I'm, I'm subject rights here. If anyone's got the money to help me, if I could create a system that wasn't Photoshop, that was putting you in with an algorithm of data created of you and the foods that you would eat and how that would help you and what you would look like. I could charge five times what I charge now because it shows the result. People don't know what they get. Um, and, and that's a massive, massive issue. Where for businesses like bathrooms and things, they can show what the bathroom would look like. 25 grand, you know, yeah, but I can see what it looks like. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I get yeah. So everything seems to just go swimmingly for you. But I wanted to know what challenges did you come up or was there any sort of hurry moments or when we went into lockdown was there things where you started to struggle or lose clients or is it so pretty been plain sailing I was, I was kind of at a wall so i was like sitting around you know 18 25 28 26 20 27 clients up and down and as i say i was undercharging massively if you I was charging at this point something like 75 quid a month. What's that? Less than 20 quid a week. Yet these people are messaging me all fucking day, every day. So when you work out, like, what's my hourly rate here? I'm being abused. But when I would discuss price raises, price, rise, uh, price increases, People are like, oh, people are all going to leave you. And that puts that fear in, you know, well, what should I charge? Yeah. But what I've found in the industry is, like you're saying, I'm like, what, four times that? You attract a different type of person that actually truly values it. Because I've worked, I've since I got rid of those type of people, the business went up. Now, I still get people that will pay me you know, my, my average rate of £250 a month, which is 60, 60 quid a week, based on <laughs> cost of a, a Domino's, that still don't do it. So I think that if it was £1,000 a month, would they let that go and not do it? Yeah. I'd, I'd say no. So for those individuals that are paying 60 quid a week, the perceived value of that losing that money and not getting a result to them isn't worth it. So how do you then price that out? So the problems and the challenges, like, through business, I think, is dealing with people. So 
you know, as, as any business, any business would have like a contract. And I did because initially I didn't. So what was happening was I was, I got told that legally you need a 14 day cooling off period when you're providing a service like any gym or anything would, right? If you're charging a subscription. So I would set up nutrition plans, training plans, and then they would sort of advocate, okay, I'm losing my 14 days cooling off period. I'm like, well, you've just got all this for fucking free. So I'm like, well, that doesn't work. So I'm speaking to like solicitors and that. And it was obvious. It was like, there's there's difference between goods and services. So, okay, you can leave the service, but you've got to pay for the goods. But I had to stipulate that in the contract. So I learned, I had to lose, I had to basically get abused and people being clever going, well, I can get this for free and then leave. None of them got results. The plan didn't work. The coaching is what they need. Um, so then I put that into it and then that grew. Uh, but obviously as then your clientele in, increases, which isn't a problem or a challenge, but managing bigger numbers becomes a problem, which means that you need systems to help manage them, which means then overheads come up, cut all these costs. You know, I haven't got the time to send 70 emails or messages on a Saturday to remind everyone to check in. That needs automated. That's going to cost. And this is what people don't don't see. So they just think, well, John JK Physique has 70 clients. He charges 250 a month. That means he earns X. I fucking wish. One, there's fucking tax. And two, there's all these system costs. Yeah. So people will, as a small business, a privately owned business, the face of the business, will take a different approach to how they perceive you than they would a big corporation. And the reason why I know that is because of the comments that they make about what you earn. Does anybody ever buy an iPhone and go, Mr. Apple's fucking minted? They're not art, they just buy the phone. But if they will start buying off you or me, they start calculating what do you as an individual earn? Which... I mean, I ain't got, I'm not asked doing the maths on what other people do, but it makes them treat you differently on whether they want to work with you or not. When I was starting yeah. a supplement business, right, that's, a, that's been a, a, a massive challenge. Um, people would say, I'm already paying you for coaching, so I'm not going to buy your supplements and pay you for those as well. Yeah. So, okay, but are you getting supplements? Yes. It's like they don't want to give you too much money. So what 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 I taught what I learned from it was they don't want to, they don't like knowing whose pocket they're feeding. So they would rather go to my protein, where it was dearer than what I was selling mine at, and shitter, but pay that because they didn't want to pay me more. Yeah. But I was like, well, let's start like you're not paying me more, you're paying the business more. It's a separate yeah. limit. But because I'm still the face fan of the business, that's how people treat me. So that was a massive learning curve for me on being a face of the business as well. And it's like, like why, why now like with the challenges that I get when people sign up and they sign like a minimum term of 16 weeks, I don't want to work with anyone for four weeks. It's pointless. Yeah. For, for what I advocate for real coaching, if you want a four week plan, go to a, go to another coach, but then they'll agree to it and then go, Oh, I'm not sticking to it. I'm not paying yet. That becomes a problem. And then it becomes a patronizing conversation of, if you took out a phone with O2, 24-month contract, and you didn't pay it or left, what would happen? It's the same with any business. 
But when I go down those avenues going, hey, I've done everything me and you signed the contract, I'm a prick. I'm a bully. <laughs> yeah. And again, I'm like, are you ringing old two telling them they're bullies? No, you just you just know and are conditioned to that's how businesses work. But when you know the face of the business, you treat yeah. it differently. That, for me, is one Especially of the... Especially if they know you as well. Yeah, but again, it's like, you're not going to bully me into not running my business as it should be. Yeah. But they try and make you think that. Well, wait till I go on social media. Wait till I go on social media and say that I'm a business and I'm making you pay what you agreed to pay. And I don't, okay, go and do it. So those things that most businesses won't talk about because it's negative, it puts your business in bad light, I will happily discuss. Why? Because I'm JK and I'm on brand and I say it as it is. But these are the challenges that most people don't foresee these businesses dealing with, especially small businesses, and the pressures and the stress that that puts people under. And not just from a financial aspect, but a, a, like a, a worthy aspect of, you know, I'm putting all my time, my passion and, and efforts into the business and what I do, and you think you can come in and just take the piss? Yeah. Like, do, do you find as well, I find like, not load, but people expect cheaper because they know you, like you're not, like, yeah. just because you know you're like at the minute, I've invested quite a bit on high quality clothing, like, and I'm going to do a little video on it about what what makes one t-shirt higher quality than another t-shirt because i feel like people don't know and then when i say this is high quality did you just think oh is it do you know what i mean what makes it high quality so i was going to do a video and basically one of the i, I don't know if you know but basically one of the, the basic things to see a quality of a t-shirt is this gsm uh, yeah. number basically yeah so I, i've just invested and the t-shirts i've got are the heavy cotton so the 330 gsm Normally, a decent T-shirt is around, say, but a high-quality decent is two hundred. So okay. these are three thirty. So they're like really high quality because I wanted to push the brand up. But then I think when people go to buy it off me, they'll be put off by the price. But I think you don't actually know how much this costs. It's high quality just because I'm a small brand at the minute. It doesn't mean that my my products are like any less than you know. You could probably go to a high so street. I, I think I think there's two aspects onto that, and it links to the protein business. I didn't want to make a protein that was shit. Yeah. Right? So you, yeah, you'll have had the same logical mindset. What issues do I currently see within the clothing industry? Poor quality material, which means it doesn't feel right, it doesn't wash right, it doesn't last. Yeah. That would have been a natural thought process for me going into clothing. Same with the protein. It doesn't taste well. It doesn't mix well. So I wanted to create a protein that mixed well, tasted well, which meant higher quality costing ingredients, which meant yeah. that as a starting business and not buying thousands and thousands and thousands of units to keep the, the to get a better sort of uh, margin on them was hard. Yeah. What I found that no one was asked for yeah. protein because it was protein. Well, I'll just get the cheap and shit, shit stuff, but that's still yeah. complaining it was poor. Trying to get that out locally when people don't fucking like me was difficult. So I think from a t-shirt standpoint and a hoodie standpoint and a clothing standpoint, I think it would slowly get known that people go, this feels nice. Yeah. 
that I think is the only attribute that you can get is once more and more people wear it and they actually go, this feels great. The balance of price point to what people stand by are how a hoodie or top feels is probably like quite a fine balance to try and try and get. Yeah. And the only issue is you've obviously got to outlay quite a bit and then get the initial sort of purchases but would you price it at the start to get the initial purchases for people to go, oh, actually, this is really, it really is quality stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's just a a bit where I've got to now where I've created some decent stuff. I started off with some low-quality T-shirts. I was like, that does not work for me. So I, I upped it a bit to like the, the sort of mid to top range, well, say mid-range, but stuff that you could wear in the gym, but you could also wear casually. And now I'm looking at stuff that you'd wear out. It's it's like that. It keeps its shape perfect. I like the colours. It's plain and simple. But getting it out there with the initial high cost of it, I find that this is where I'm at now. It would be a bit of a, a sticky point where you're doing a lot of outlay and not getting a lot of income until it's out there. Especially like bringing out a jacket like a soft shell, soft shell jacket, where you would expect if you put any other well-known label on it, you could charge hundred odd quid. But <laughs> who's going to buy that off a little old me with this and little that, brand? Marketing and brand, yes, yeah. huge. And that's why I say I've been spending a lot of time on the computer. I keep saying to myself, work on the business and not in the business. So I'm doing a lot of like structure-based building this brand, trying to get quality content out. But it's like little things that would take that off is like having influencers wear them. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's making the brand known and stand for. It's I don't know if you watched that that guy on Instagram called Still Ryan. No, I'm not not come across him. Like Scouse kid in, in in Liverpool, basically just as for years gone around doing content. He's become that known because he's been consistent. He's now brought out. Um, he's teamed up with Tony Bell, you would think, and brought out this this now it um, looks very much like um, what's it, uh, Montrain or Mount? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, you mean. that aspect quality looks like quality, but he's now just got into like dirty kids in Liverpool and Heighton. Um, so obviously he's become known. Teamed up with another guy, created this clothing, which is all about just your standard. Um, Northwest, maybe Scouse culture, wearing your trackies, your pants, that sort of um, Mount Rex stuff because everyone climbs fucking mountains these days. So yeah. the revolution, um, jumping in on that. Have, um, you, have you worked with any um, influencers when you were trying to get yourself out one there? One thing that I, 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 I have done and do, um, but again, perceived value. So when I, I basically. The, the way the world works in marketing is eyes, right? So you can either pay money, money, money to try and get it pushed on magazines, radio, internets, Facebook ads, whatever. Or can you just work with someone where you give them them and their followers, because the high basically are a way of saying, oh, hey, here's my result with JK Physique. Whenever I've worked with someone so far, they don't even do it. So they're saying, oh, I'd love this. I'm really stuck. But I'm just another, even though the stuff we do is, is, you know, I'm not sending them like 
fucking box of sweets and say, tell me this. So just be take, do a video and say the sweets taste good and then plug us. Yeah. When we're working with you seven days a fucking week individually. That's our time and passion. And you still can't do it because you're not paying for it. Yeah. So there's there's little things like that. Like, you know, we, we, we've got, there's one thing I did to try and grow me following as well, which was I worked with a marketing team and it was like, it was $2,000 a month, right? And what they were doing, they were putting, they were putting like me on all these like these multi, uh, millionaire mentor Instagram pages, like all the big Instagram pages. Um, follow follow this guy. So I was getting, and that's where I started getting people from Australia, America, like signing up. So I think over the four 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 and a bit k that I spent with them, I did get a return on it. But my following and my engagement for the business going forward now is skewed. I'd say 60% of my followers are Indians. Right. But that, like, I like live, live, live in mud huts. Like, you know, could, could never afford coaching. Yeah. Uh, and message me the goal saying that they want to they wanna grow an inch. And I thought when the first guy said it was taking the piss, but, like, a lot of them actually want to think that you can grow height. Right. Right. <laughs> So my response was like, buy high heels. Um, <laughs> like, so that skewed it. So there's a lot of things. So you, would you say that worked or then if or not for the money? Because obviously At that's time, another thing yes. I've, I think of. I'm like, do it, do it, try and invest into it. Because you get hundreds of messages from marketing and it, I just never know. So, if it's so worth. the real marketing for me is, so you see my rash at the minute and fighting. So, the what I did do was when I hit a wall, um, I don't, and I hope you don't mind me half plugging this. If any other coaches no. are seeing this, but um, I signed up to uh, the OTE, which is an online trainer education. So it's a business mentorship for personal trainers that basically want to go online. Now, Adam Haley, who's the founder of the OTE basically reached out to me in like, I think it was 2019, 2018, when I started like doing a bit of it. And I was like, who the fuck's this guy? Uh, and we laugh about it now. Um, you know, like, what? how, how are you going to help me? I'm a coach. I had a bit of an ego. I can get results. So I put it off for two years and I was following him. And I'm seeing these coaches doing 8K months, 10K months, 15K months. And I'm like, what the you know so i finally bit the bullet i spoke to zoe because it was like a it was a it was an investment at the time um for for a year um i got back my investment in six weeks right my coaching business went and all it was was teaching me this actually how to develop the systems as a business and how to how to just market yourself, word it differently. Not, and I've been with the OTE now nearly th- just under three years. I moved into what's called the Inner Circle, which is like um, higher level, higher earning coaches to then develop you from like a sole coach to then a team, staff, coaches like under you to try and grow yeah, uh, and, and, and teach you all that aspect. So I've been with it that long now that I actually also – um, work for Adam and I now 
coach coaches to be better coaches. So, you know, I've got like 50, 55 coaches now under me that I'm taking from ground zero to hopefully, you know, where I am and beyond. Um, so it, for me, that's like opened avenues, you know, that I didn't just sign up to this coach like most people do and after six months go, I'm done. Or reach this this potential height in business and go, I'm done. Like my mindset is, okay, I've climbed one mountain, what's the next? Like a lot of people have, have it within like, because we'll share like revenues and things. We'll go, okay, what, what do you turn over monthly, yearly? And they'll go, great, I'm done, see you later. And I'm like, well, I'll just go on my own. Do you not think you're going to face problems that you did when you started? Like when you when you hit 15K, do you think there'll be a new problem? When you hit 20K months, do you think there'll be a problem? When you hit 30K months, like you need you need people around you. If you Or are you done? And I'm never done. So it's like, okay, I, I don't know what the ceiling is, but it's like I always make sure I want people around me in my circle through a business that when I have this problem, I've got them. When I have this problem, I've got them. And then as the business grows, because, you know, Although it does not been any dramatic growth for about two years, we've sort of been consistent, um, which I suppose is, is good in itself for, for businesses, right? To actually just be consistent. Um, when we're pushing and trialing these new things for business, it's like, okay, what? when I hit that, will there be a problem that I need assistance with? So um, that that was like a big, big game changer for me and what, what I think was a massive change around for for my personality type of, I want to learn, I want to take on board, I want to put trial things and see how it works. And I know for the, I know from a, a marketing standpoint, I probably leave a lot of money on the table because I don't give people what they want. I give people what they need, which most of the time is not what they want. Yeah. So they go and swerve and then they fail. But hopefully in the future they come, they come back, you know. But I work with some like crazy high caliber people at the minute. You know, and it's, it's, you, I'm working with a guy that basically has got more money than sense. And then you're dealing with that personality type as a challenge where they're asking for a discount on coaching, but you're like, well, I don't want to devalue my service, but I like, tell you what, discount. But if you get 15 kilograms off me, I'll give you two and a half grand bonus. So you, you, you're getting into these, these different circles and mindsets of people where you learn and grow from that. And I think, Anyone that wants to grow a business, it's like I don't think you can always have a full full plan of where you want to go. You can have a drive yeah, and ambition. Yeah. But I think you've got to understand that it's never gonna be fucking easy. That's you one know? of the things I always think when uh when you sort of do your research initially on businesses and it's like, oh I have a business plan and I, f- I always think it's it's all well and good having a business plan, but you just Find, you find something that works a little bit and then you ride that wave, don't you? And then you develop ideas from that and straight away you're off plan of where you're initially. It's, it's like an, a developing business plan all the time, I'd say. Yeah, and I think from the data you can develop that plan. So, for instance, if you go, okay, I've now, I'm now selling 10 hoodies a week, right? And to do that, we're messaging X, we're putting so many ads out, we're speaking to so many people. Okay, so if I want to sell 20 hoodies, I've got to double all that in, in logic. So as the business grows, you can get that data and start going, okay, we're doing this and that results in this. Then to double that, we need to do that. 
okay, let's start taking that notes down and, and, and pushing that. Okay, how do we do that? Do we need more staff? Do we need to put more money aside to do to market, etc.? So I, I think that's where then a lot of people fail is like when they hit a milestone, it's like to go high, you've probably got to grow. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Some people are looking the businesses just just take off, um, but there's. I think as you go self-employed as well, the biggest challenge I think is that you'll never, in my opinion, get away of that anxiety of the business could fold overnight. Yeah, yeah. Um, you never stop thinking about it. Whether, you, well, I, I, I'm sure you're the same. I, I, like I sometimes I'm dragged away from the computer at eleven, and I've started at eight because I obviously. I quit my full-time job to give this a hundred percent because at the time it was just a, it was a dream. If only I had the time I could do this and I could do that. And in the end I was like, just quit and and give it. Then you've got no excuses. If it doesn't work, then you know, it doesn't work then. But now I do not stop obsessing about it because I'm so determined to make it work. But I've got to see that because then you've gone straight into this, you know, your ideas are flowing and that's where the passion comes from. Yeah, um, passion will like a lot of people say to me when they speak to me, and I start talking about the industry and that they can see they go, you can see your passion, and I think that goes a long way with a brand. Yeah, it definitely does. So, I, like I said, I've, I've I've like watched and I've known you for a long time, and it was you was one of the first people I thought of when doing this because I, I, I said to you at starting I wanted someone professional. Yeah. And I can't think of anyone else as, as professional in the in the like the coaching game as yourself and you've been the same person throughout. You've not changed. Yeah. It's just developed. Is it has there been anything that hasn't hasn't worked? Like ideas that you've tried and things just 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 the perceived so the initial growth was crazy. And then I've then got this this milestone that I want to hit. And I've been saying I want to hit it for the last two years and I haven't. So it's okay, why? Now there's so many potential spinning plates as to why. So why now I I believe my engagement on Instagram is 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 shocking. And I think this this marketing thing that I did, although I got clients around the world for, it has massively impacted my engagement. My sole business is ran from Instagram. So mm. engagement for me is big. Um, like I don't get more than 300 views on stories, no matter what I do. I've tried every every trick in the book that every marketer talks about, I've tried. It goes back to 299, 301. So if I'm putting stuff on my stories, not everybody's seeing it consistently. That's eyes that I'm not getting. So there's that. That's then where, okay, can I buy eyes? So I have to spend, I've spent a couple of grand a month on just trying to get, advertisements on Instagram, sponsoring them, trying to get eyes. I shouldn't have to do that if I didn't have the challenge of the engagement, you know? So yeah. um, that's been a push because, as you said before, like you want you to grow the business, you need to work on the business and not in it. So there was one point last year, I, I, I got up to like 86 clients and it was, it was, it was tough, you know? Um, and it, because of the amount of, time i give each client it's not just like oh let's check them in at the weekend that's it it's like fuck it all week calls the lot um so it was then okay i need to potentially cap my numbers which gives me x more time free 
not free, but to go, okay, I want to work on this change in the business. And I'm always looking at what's not working. So little changes like the coaching app that we have has like an instant messenger in it. And I used to think, great, everything's in one place, nutrition, training, data, messaging. But client rapport, client adherence, client retention was a little bit shit. So I was like, you know, I struggled to even get responses. Hey, mate, how's your week going? Nothing. So I made the decision to keep everything in the app but messaging. So messaging now is WhatsApp. Game changer. Something so simple because I've moved it to a platform that everyone's used to. Yeah. So I might get, I might get a client sending a selfie going, Hey, I've just I've just um, finished me role or I've just finished this. So I think as businesses as well, it's always like, okay, what what isn't quite taking off or what's a bottleneck? Okay, what can I do to improve it? Um, so those are like the consistent challenges that I I hit. Like for me, you know, it's always come into the business now, which has been. I was just going to ask you about that then. That, how, been, how did that come about? Like. Um, It's hard to describe. It's quite, it's quite a personal emotion, because to to develop JK physique to what it currently is, to be to go through the shit that I, I go through anyway with people trying to slow you down, people ringing clients that they've seen signed up, going don't sign up to him, and then making lies up like people having a personal vendetta to try and clock, which is food off my kid's table, right? That's the yeah. way I flip. That's how personal I take it. To have, to grow a business is fucking hard. To do it with people coming at you. And this is why people go, how do you keep going? Because I just, I, I won't be beaten. I'll just, that is so, so frustrating, but I'll keep doing what I'm doing and I'll work 10 times harder. So to go to JK Physique to a position where, the wife has been in an industry since she was 16. So for her to come out that industry and then obviously bring it at home for the, the issues that that had been at home and not our home being our home and her dealing with people that she didn't want to deal with for then me going as a business and going, you now need to up your prices and value you what, how good you are. People come to you for you. They don't come to you because of where your salon is. Let's face it. That witnesses shit <laughs> why are they coming here so price you for you value that was a difficult conversation and then we had the issue of trying for the baby over a year which was like massive frustration on, on both parts um while i'm still trying to grow the business so it was like double stress i've lost a bit of weight initially now because if i don't eat i lose weight science <laughs> hints to anyone that thinks they don't lose weight and not eat um and I lost a lot of weight through that process. But and to get to a point where she's like, I think I'm falling out of love with, you know, her dressing, but she lives the life with me. You know, I, I chat shit all day. So you, you can't escape with the education and the natural coaching ethos that I do. And for her to go through the process of the photo shoot and, and everything, and, um, it, it, it was like quite, I don't even know what word I'm looking for, but to be able to go like initially, don't work weekends anymore, which for the hairdresser is like unheard of. Yeah. To give us then family time to go out on a weekend, that was like, wow, I've been able to give that. Like my blood, sweat and tears and non-stop working allow, has allowed for this. 
Otherwise, it could <coughs> it couldn't happen. You know, it or, or it was like more debt and credit cards, which we've had for years. Then it was a case of then building it out, going, would you come on board? And that was then a, a development for me as well on how to manage a team, which is a skill itself, like how to speak to a team, how to not feel like you're patronising someone. And it's then difficult transition between wife, yeah, and, yeah, you know, coach and business partner. So it's all, all and then massive crazy things. But, you know, I sit here and think like, I've, I've built it to a position where we went through um, lockdown and come out the other side. We went through Zoe's maternity where most people in maternity have to give up everything because they're on maternity pay. We didn't. And yeah. then when the frustrations come, well, you're always working. It's like, I know we am, but I've got to do more than the average to achieve more than the average, which most business owners don't see and don't want to put in. And then for it to now to come into the team and for us to kind of try and push this next level together without the stress of, okay, we're now a, a salary down, is kind of, is, I don't know what word, but it's it's kind of, it's just a nice fucking feeling that, you know, I've, I've built this to this position and let's see what's next. So what's the setup now between us? How do you work it? How, how if, you, if someone comes into JK Physique, how did he end up with you or Zoe or how, what's the... What's the setup of it? So Zoe's obviously just predominantly just wants to work with women. Yeah. So if women come in, fat loss, okay, Zoe, because I'm obviously trying to not overdo my numbers. Um, otherwise, I, I, there's no other time to develop the business. But if somebody comes in that's not the natural fat loss person, like maybe they've got a binge eating disorder, maybe they're a diabetic, basically higher level nutrition knowledge needed, then I'll take them on male or female. Any natural female that just wants to lose weight, then they go to zone. Um, and that's been that natural development. Um, they still, It's still the same business. So I'm still like, like say head coach, but we've come into the business mutual. Yeah. Um, so we're both directors. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's not that, but um and then, so, like, if you come into the business now and I coached you, it'd be me and you one-to-one -one WhatsApp and you'd be in the community WhatsApp. If someone goes to Zoe, then I'll create a group with me, you, and Zoe. Zoe's your coach, but I'm in the background. I don't get involved. But as the main business owner, if there was, like, an issue and you started kicking off, you're unhappy with the service, then at least I can go in and, 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 and deal with that. So that's kind of how we run it. But, you know, Zoe's, like, I think 12 clients deep now. Um, getting some really, really, really good results. Um, and again, this is a development for her and me. You know, I've now got a... I think we do sometimes struggle to switch between yeah. business and wife because I'm always business-minded. It's like, yeah. have you done this? What about this? What about this? Well, it's like, uh, you know, well, what, can we just go out and not speak about it? Yeah. So I've seen something on Instagram that was very intriguing. So you can enlighten us on the on the Dubai trip that I've seen from, from both of you. That looked, yeah. that so caught my eye. I love giving back. So we wanted to do something. It's like anything, like an incentive. Like I'm dead honest, like you can talk about marketing, but you want to lose shape and you want to lose shape and be in a chance we're winning a fucking holiday. Yeah, I nearly signed up myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
then that's it. So we had to make, I mean, fuck me, mate. We 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 boosted that um, post, right? I don't know if you've seen the comments. Everyone just coming at me going, cringy, um, turkey teeth, user, so, such, user liars, scam artists. No way. That's it. Yeah, oh, mate, like, so... One lad, one lad commented on it and went cringe, and I clipped his profile. Now I'm not, I hate bullies, right? I was obviously bullied as a kid, but when I go back at people now, they call me a bully. I'm like, no, by me putting you in a place, it's called defence. So this, this this guy commented cringe, and I clipped his profile picture, mate, and his fucking hair was fucking straight up, straight up. So I literally couldn't help myself. I was quite, I was actually laughing. Like I found myself more funny than he had. Um, but I literally put cringe or fringe and he's fucking didn't <laughs> um, I can't believe but, people would neg something like that. I thought it was amazing. Like, it, it really caught my eye when I seen know, it. Do you know what I mean? But people, like some guy put on it, scan. So I deleted the comment and then he comments again, ah, you've, you've removed it. These This couple were in the newspapers for scamming people. And I was like, so I, but then I went in his profile. It was like a black profile. I went, that's yeah. someone you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, proven, mate, people will fucking come at your business all the time, or at least mine. Um, but when I find out who they are and I go at them and I go live, I go, right, I know you are, jump on a live with me and we'll discuss it. Uh, you, you're, you're just a bully. Am I? Or you just now realise that you've done it to the wrong fucking person. I won't just let you get away with it. Um, but the divide trick, basically what we're going to be doing, and <laughs> it's going to be difficult, really difficult, we're literally going to pick somebody that's that's working with us or has worked with us with a result and pick it on not just like the physical change, but like you know, everything, like the, the lifestyle changes. Have they been able to consistently change? Have they overcome certain barriers above the norm? Um, and all we're going to do is basically fly them out to the bar with us. We're going to have like a bit of a photo shoot, whether it's a, a physique change photo shoot or just in clothes, but like, you know, like just a, uh, a content style photo shoot, um, train with them, take them out for food, and then they can have two days then on their own while, while we do business stuff. So how did you come up with that idea? I've never uh, seen anything from... Work, networking <laughs> with other coaches. So the, 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 the network that we have with other coaches... There's zero ego. Like most coaches have egos to protect the business, right? We have this agreement that let's discuss ideas. Let's discuss what works well, you know. Uh, one coach that we network with, mate, charges 1800 a month. So you, me and you wouldn't be his fucking client, right? <laughs> yeah. You, the level of his client is that. So you're seeing and getting into these conversations with people. That's why I talk all the time about who's in your circle. Yeah. You yeah. And, like, and all that shows to me is like, I couldn't be that guy. So that it's not jealousy, but it's inspiring. How have yeah. you got what like, and this is exactly what you're doing on this. Just trying to get awareness out and conversations and ideas and light bulb moments for your own business and for, for other people and other businesses to listen and go, Fucking hell, what is possible? Because yeah. me and you are no better or worse than each other, right? Everything's possible. It's just taking action and putting that consistent drive and overcoming the barriers and doing little things like that. Don't get me wrong. To date, nobody signed up for that reason. 
But on the flip side, what does that do? That allows my clients to go, fuck, I want that. Yeah. So I'm going to work harder. The flip side of that is we get a better result. From that means a better transformation, better social proof, potentially more people signing up because of that result. So my mum and dad were like, Jesus, son, like, well, how, how are you getting that money back? And I went, it's not a direct return. Yeah. It's sometimes in businesses, it's like, what would that result in as a byproduct that could yeah. benefit the business? And that's kind of the way it's gone. Not only that, let's face it, when we do it, because apparently we're scam artists, it's going to look fucking cool, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm doing, well, tried it on a, a smaller scale because of um, something I've seen. I'd, you'd have heard of him. I hadn't heard of him before this, but basically when me and Steph went to Ibiza, I seen this top and it said represent. I'd never heard represent. And I was just like, oh, that's a nice top, isn't it? One guy represent. I thought it was a custom-made top. And then as we got to Ibiza, I seen another guy in a different group with represent. I was like, he's got represent on as well. The first time I seen it, I spent about two seconds thinking about it. Second time I seen it, I was like, that's represent again. And then next day or later on, there was like a group of lads and about four of them had represent on. And I was like, they've all got represent on. And it, it kind of light bulbed me that it's all well and good, me walking around with Viking Press on. No one pays it a blind bit of attention. But if someone else, the same person sees someone else with Viking Press on, and then someone else, it starts to think, what's this Viking Press at? I don't mind one of them. And it's only because you see more and more people wearing it. So I went and bulk bought a load and made a load of tops just to give out to people. And it was a, it was a strong man. Nisha was kind of throwing yep. that up. So I made them and just give them out to people. I was like, I don't need a post or anything. I was like, just wear it whenever you want to wear it, if you're training or whatever. And it thought it'll just like pencils, like yeah. it's a lunch in school, right? Teaching the kids. Every kid got a water, JK water bottle and a pencil. Yeah. When I'm yeah. printing, because would they wear me hoodie? No. But then what I taught them was the JK physique saying. I knew kids would repeat it. So what you've got to say, kids, is like, with an American fan, JK, literally, I'm walking out to school with Daisy and they go, Mom, Dad, there's JK physique, baby. <laughs> Next minute, I'm getting mums and dads on my Instagram. Yeah. So people, I can't go into Tesco now, mate, in, without someone shouting it. We did Tough Mudder, and I'm swimming across this fucking lake, and these three lads, I don't even know who they are, going, oh, JK physique, baby. So as cringe as that was, if you can get known, yeah. great. We, we give every client a free shaker, right? So no, if all the clients go on gyms, it's got the, the logo on it. The, the more, as you've said there, that you can get that scene, and yeah. you've got marketing budget, for that and class it as a marketing budget, like I'm going to lose this money just to get eyes and see it, it, it can only benefit the business because there's a, there's a very, very good video that you can watch. It's probably on YouTube, and I can't think of the, the terminology, but it's all about people basically sheep and follow, right? So there's a video whereby um, there's, there's a festival, right? And everyone's just sat on the grass watching this, okay? This one guy gets up and he's dancing on his own and everyone's just letting him, well, whatever. Next minute, this confident person goes, fucking hell, I'll join. 
then all of a sudden someone else joins. Before you know it, there's fucking 100 people doing it. Yeah, it's not the same at a wedding. So anything like that, if you if you can start getting people wearing it, and what I say to a lot of people that I work with is like testimonials are massive. Yeah. And people like clients go to me, well, what do you want me to say? And I went, I want you to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it to be scripted, but follow the script of, you know, what who are you? What were your struggles before? What have you achieved? And would you recommend? Say what you want. So those those things are powerful. Um on, on, on reviews and, and anything like that. Because a lot of people still go like trust pilot and written reviews. But I think you've got a social media platform and you're getting someone to verbally talk about their experience. Yeah. And you collab with that person. So their followers, it appears on their page, so their followers see it. Yeah. Then, and you're getting more eyes again. Yeah, like, like I said, that represent. And then when I come back from Ibiza, I was just on YouTube and I seen a podcast with him on it obviously a millionaire from Manchester. And I thought, even as a millionaire from Manchester with a multi-million pound brand, I still hadn't heard of him. So why would anyone have heard of me? But it was only when I seen one lad with a top on, two seconds worth of notice, but then when I seen someone else, by the time I saw like the seventh lad, I wanted to buy one of these tops and I still <laughs> knew nothing about it, but I didn't want to buy it when I first seen it. It was yep. only because I'd seen it five, six, seven times. And I was like... It's like a light bulb moment. I was like, I'm just going to buy a load, print them. I'm just going to give them out. And because obviously being in the like the strongman circle on Instagram, people training in these tops, and it was black with like it it, it pops with the pink. It was quite yeah. a visual thing. Yeah. So I, I started doing that, and I'm I'm still sort of sending them out to people now. But it, I just thought, what a like a good little light bulb moment to have from that. Yeah. Seeing that represent. Yeah. So. Um- Almost finishing up, I just want to see where is JK Physique going? Where's the future? Like, I, I, I mean, it's difficult to say this, but because I know where people see it, but um, I want it to be doing like multiple six figures. Um, but to get there, that means that the team would need to expand. So for, for me, I want it as a business that we have um a, a a a band of coaches so you know we have coaches so when jk visit becomes five six seven coaches deep and each coach is their own personality but they follow the jk ethos yeah, and yeah. that's what i see um i see that because, a lot on instagram these days with a, a brand like that and they have the coaches underneath it's it's the only way you can develop, right? I can only, yeah. I can either increase my rate, or I, there's always going to be a ceiling to what clients can take on, right? Yeah. It's it's the natural increase my prices or hire a coach and keep taking them in. Yeah. And obviously, the coaches come on board because they don't want the stress of running a fucking business. They're happy to just get paid for the clients. Um, for and basically, someone that gets the clients coming in here have. Them. So that's kind of the vision for me now. One thing I think business owners should always remember is why you're doing this. Because it's very easy to just get focused on a monetary standpoint, right? Well, I want to earn X to be able to get this house or this car, but or, or be free or retire at a certain age. Well, when I've hit certain like monthly revenues, it's like 
okay, what, what, like, so it's what we realized that me and Zoe sat down as we like did like this vision board. So it was like, where do we want the business going? What material things do we want? That could be house, car, clothes, whatever, watches. What lifestyle factors do we want? And then what like other aspects that we want to potentially give back? So that could be like, you know, I've always said like, Zoe got me one because she said you've not got a real one, which is like a Porsche. Yeah. Yeah. Zoe wanted a his and hers bathroom. Like, okay, we need a bigger house or bigger bathroom, you know? Then like little things like taking my mum and dad on holiday, I'll pay. Do you know do, do you know those fundamentals? So when when yeah. when you're working, you remember you're not just doing it for this okay, I've earned this money. It's like, what are we working towards? Can I be able to afford to take some time off and go away with the kids? And ultimately, a, a, a great asset that the online business has done for me, even though I still have to work every day, is we, we went on holiday for three weeks straight, right? Yes, I worked. I mean, people think I didn't work, like even Zoe's dad went, you know, oh, you're moaning about not having a day off. You went on holiday for three weeks. And I went, I fucking worked every day. He went, you what? And I went, I got up at five in the morning, went and got the sunbeds. I messaged every single fucking 50, 60 client. Like, I, and he went, oh, and I went, on top of that, then doing content while I'm away, just yeah. sat on the phone. So people need to know to grow a business, there is no days off, in my opinion. There's always ideas. Well, um, that's what my next thing was going to be to you. What? would you offer as advice to someone starting off their own coaching online PT business? Get, I mean, for me, I'm always going to promote joining online trainer education. It, 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 it changed my life and give me the fundamentals and foundations and still gives me this, this, this circle of growth. But in, in that essence, you need, you need somebody that's, been there, done it, and surpassed it far beyond you as a mentor. Because a lot of people go, well, I'll, 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 I'll hit the problems and deal with them on the way. Fucking skip them. You know, I, I think if you've got a, a true mentor that's got the passion to actually help you, you you're going to skip all the issues. You're going to race past the, the – how many people are creating hoodies, right? How many people yeah. want to coach you? So for me, the, the, the biggest advice is going to be get get a, a mentor, get rid of people in your life that are going to fucking slow you down, which is a hard conversation. You know, I don't, I wouldn't say I've got many mates. I don't leave this office. Um, success, I wouldn't say is successful, but working on yourself to be just grow and not fall into that. Uh, comfortable trap of I just work nine to five, I get paid a set salary, and that's it for life. Trying to never settle and always grow comes with added stress, added worry. Make sure you've got people around you that know and understand that and support that, so they know when to give you, you know, a bit of a pat on the back and say keep going. That they know when to give you a bit of a wide berth because you just deal with your own head. You're saying have people around you that you can turn to and go, I'm stuck at this point. Can I have some friendly advice without any bias, ego or, or, or issue? And I think once, once, once you get into that realm, you, you create different circles, you have different conversations. Um, and it's all about growth rather than slagging off everybody else. 
Um, yeah. So make sure that you consistently invest in you, your knowledge as well. You know, so like you say, how many people have probably gone into clothing and have no idea even over the GSM? So invest in knowledge. Keep putting any money back in. <laughs> how can I improve and how can I be better at what I'm doing? Um, that's kind of like the, the base and learn from your mistakes, accept that it's going to be a bumpy ride, accept there's going to be highs, accept there's going to be many days where you think, I can't fucking go on. But there is a, a great picture that I share with a lot of people. And I don't know if you've seen it, like where these are digging the diamonds. And there's a guy at the bottom that turns around and he's like a, a swipe away from getting the diamonds. The guy at the top is going. And I'll say that those boulders could take six minutes to break down or could take six years. We don't know. And the boulders could be a financial issue. It could be a stock issue. It could, I'm talking like for you, it could be like any, uh, you, you're having an argument with your fucking partner that's made you not be asked one day, like anything, right? If you walk away and think, I'm never getting to the diamonds, that end goal that we can't foresee because you can't see it, you'll never get there. If you yeah. keep fucking chipping away at every barrier that comes your way, at some point, at some point, you will get to the diamonds. You will get to where you want to be. That's one thing I try and do every day, even if I'm not feeling it or I'm feeling ill. I will do something where it's one foot in front of the other, one yeah. bit of progress, whether it's one piece of content, whether it's I have a daily... Um, like a daily affirmations type thing, but it's a little list where I follow five main accounts, comment on three accounts, uh, you know, you know, that type of thing. And that's what I do at my breakfast. So I'll go on, do them, do that, comment on that, like so many of them. And even if that's all I do, it's still one foot in front. It's still a consistent step that I've, I've made on the business, no matter what I'm doing or where I am. Even so did how it, many accounts do you follow on a daily basis? I put on me little thing to follow at least five main accounts and comment on three every day. I'd be following at least 30 to 40. Yeah, maybe you should push it up. But it was just something that I started with and I yep. just sort of continued it for the, for the first, well, I'm only like two or three months into this business really. But yeah, it's something that maybe I should push up. If, it, if I don't see a quick enough return, then... But if it's if it's then if it's then another tip on on the business is outsource anything that's dragging you down. Yeah. Buy back your time. So I have a full time assistant now that does a lot. Even a negative point, which I was I was talking about about the payments and things. Fucking you, do, I ain't arguing with someone that's there's nothing to argue about. The contract's the contract. Go and fucking deal with it. I want to coach people that will want me help. So initially she come on like part time. So. Uh, she's based in the Philippines. Like the wage for them isn't the best anyway, but the work ethic. No one in the UK, if it's not their business, would match their work ethic. Yeah, they're they're so appreciative. So for me, I'd be looking at, and we can discuss this off off the call. But I'd be looking at getting someone like that on. Literally, like. Yeah. It sounds wrong for this UK base, but this this is the hourly rate, and the, the, the this is what they go for, which is like three quid an hour, if that. And you could say, listen, two hours a day, I want to sit in my Instagram account, and I want to follow thirty accounts, 
based on this audience and profile. And if they follow me back, I want you to send them this welcome DM. Yeah, yeah. You are job done. Could have saved maybe 80 quid a month full time. She can do it seven days a week. Your account would slowly grow because people will be following you back. And she's sending this welcome DM that you basically say, hey, I'm an up and coming business. Keep an eye out, whatever you want to go with it. Um, when we go live, hit, use this code, 10% off your first order, like whatever. It's it's getting done for you for, 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 for peanuts on your end. But for them, you're giving them an opportunity to actually you know, work. And Sam, for me, started on that. And now she's full time earning more money than she, she ever did. You know, I even I even was in the position then her her PC broke, her Mac broke. And I was like, I can't survive without Sam. She does so much. And I think obviously there, everything's like refurbed, refurbed, refurbed times 10. Yeah. So I was like, how much short are you for this new Mac? Um, and she was like, $300. It's so like 260 quid. So I went, bump's done. Go and get it. And yeah, yeah. she was like, oh, like she couldn't thank me enough. She even recorded a video, you know, in, in, in the house with all these curtains that covers the windows and things, like saying like, um, I can't believe my boss has treated me to this. And I went, just call it an early Christmas present. Like, I'm glad that I'm in a position to do this, but also show it that one, it's gratitude that I want to be able to do this for you. But two, know that you're valued, so yeah. valuable to me that I need it. Yeah. And again, that, that for me is a great position to be in as growing a business, to be able to find someone that literally works the socks off for me and me to be in a position to actually give back, but show that I could have gone, oh, fuck it, I'm going to find someone else. But, you know, that that's a big thing for, for a grown business as well. Like, treat, when you get to a position of staff, like, treat treat them well and, and respect them as a person, not just like a fucking number. Yeah, it and it is something that I do that I do try and do everything myself and I know you shouldn't and I read everything about outsourcing but yeah, I am one of them like Stefan and my dad and, and my mum actually always say, is there anything I can do? And I'm like, no, I need to do it. Whereas he probably is little things, do you know what I mean? But Yeah, I get it. Like, look, for me, I have to coach. Right? Yeah. I, I'm a coach to my clients. But do I need to be doing other things that isn't coaching? Yeah, so, yeah. And so after... after off, off the back of this, mate, if you've got like, any any actual set questions, like Tom Tom always pecks me head over things. With Tom, though, when he's given the advice, he doesn't fucking follow through. And then a year later, ask me the same question. Like, have you done that from 12 months ago? No. Yeah. Um, so anything like that, like I'm, I'm more than happy to like go, this is what I did, this is how it worked. Try it. Um, but if you can, you can't, the most valuable thing, mate, is time. Yeah. Yeah. You can be in a position to get time back. I get the initial constraint from an ego protection standpoint of if I do it, it'll be a hundred percent right. Yeah. But it also develops you as a like a leader and managing a growing team if you can then teach that person to do it how you want. Yeah. So a good way is like you show them, they watch. So record, this is how I want you to do it. Go away, do it. Okay, show me how you did it. Critique it. I would have done it like this, I would have done it like Spend a couple of weeks teaching them, and then they get to a position where, wow, right, that was that was hard, and it took more time to get them there. But, wow, I've got I've got three hours a day back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got three hours back in. 
it is definitely uh, something I'm going to develop. So, if people want to find you, where can they find you? Where's the best place to contact you? Instagram, JK Physique. Um, as I say, this is probably the the your first your first podcast that's probably just talked on a tangent and gone off on one. But that's that's what I'm known for. So, JK Physique is the Instagram handle, um, and obviously then Zoe underscore JK Physique as well. Um, follow us you'll see what we're about and our content um, and as, as always mate appreciate the, the catch up and um, I wish you uh, much success in the, the up and coming brand thanks very much and uh, I really do appreciate you coming on because uh, I know you're a busy man although maybe not so busy if you're outsourcing and you've got a lot of time back now but honestly yeah, yeah. I'll be honest today literally worth the treat like it's the only day where I've set as like um, admin tasks, um, so I managed to managed to fit this in. I'll probably still be in here till ten eleven o'clock tonight, like catching up. But uh, yeah. I've, always time, I've always got time, mate, for the for the good people in the world. So that's not that's no problem on my end. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Well, I'll I'll stop this now, and uh, I'll have a I'll have a chat here off off camera about some of that. So thanks very much, appreciate it. Yeah. Uh...